Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the group editor of Woman and Woman in Home magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week, TV Times and What's on TV magazines. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 12th of January 2024, including Marvel's spin-off Echo, starring Alakwa Cox as a deaf martial artist, and Kaylee Kuko and David Oyelowo in the spy drama Roleplay on Prime Video. We'll also be checking out Peter Capaldi and Kush Jumbo's criminal record on Apple TV and finding out what happened after the flood on ITVX. But Ian, what is in the news, please? John Hamm, Mad Men star. Well, he's going to headline in Apple TV Plus drama Your Friends and Neighbours as a divorced hedge fund manager who starts stealing from his wealthy neighbours after losing his job. We've all been there. And in Netflix rom-com Too Much, co-created by Lena Dunham, Megan Stalter will play a lovelorn New Yorker who moves to London where she meets musician Felix, played by the White Lotuses, Will Sharp. Fan of Will Sharp, he's done some good stuff. Well, if there were a theme to this week's podcast, I would say, Hannah, it's veteran male actors playing to their strengths. However, we're going to start off on Disney Plus with... A new Marvel spin-off which arrived on Wednesday the 10th of January. It's called Echo, Echo. And here's a clip. You have so much pain in you. 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 So much rage. That you can't contain it. So I guess we're all potentially in danger of a little bit of Marvel burnout. Um, so I wasn't that excited when I saw this come up. There are five episodes. It's the first series. For the uninitiated, Echo made her debut. The character who's played by Alakwa Cox. Uh, she made her debut in the 2021 series Hawkeye, which I have to confess I didn't watch. And she is a deaf amputee who is also a skilled martial artist. So we see a bit of her backstory in episode one. So she lost her parents and she was adopted by her uncle, played by the brilliant Vincent D'Onofrio, who, of course, we remember as Private Pyle in full metal jacket. And, yeah, so we find out how she's sort of... She's using her trauma. She's kind of processing her trauma by becoming a very sort of skilled fighter and and working for him. And then certain things transpire, which I won't reveal, but the result is that she... So she's got a biological family and an adoptive family. She goes home to Oklahoma to reconnect with her people because she's a member of the indigenous Chocor nation. And they include her uncle Henry and her cousin Bonnie, and they are played by Chasky Spencer and Devery Jacobs. I was very impressed by this. I mean, for starters, it's very interesting to have an amputee who is deaf playing effectively a superhero, I guess. I mean, she's just a very good fighter. Um, but she also, there's because of the indigenous things going on, there's also some, feels like there's some 
kind of supernatural type stuff that may come up later. D'Onofrio is is great as the crime lord uh, known as Kingpin, her uncle. He he looks like he stepped off the pages of a graphic novel. He's this great big bald hulking figure, uh, really good. Alakwa Cox is superb in the lead. I mean, she has to do some. She is she is a, a deaf amputee, and she does some fantastic fighting scenes. And she's quite a quiet character. Kind of comes across as quite sullen. She's obviously traumatized, and she just she plays it really well. So, episode one is action packed. There's there's loads going on, um, and it r- completely drew me in from the start. So I'm over my Marvel fatigue. I'm invested in this spin-off series. <laughs> How about you, Hannah? Well, you know how I feel about Marvel, but, um, and I do know what you mean about a bit of fatigue because there has, we seem to have talked a lot about different Marvel um, series and I don't know, I keep thinking, what can they do that's new? This feels actually really authentic though. So having said all of that, I actually really did quite enjoy this because as you say, everybody in their parts are really, really good. This is incredibly authentic Um because they've actually cast someone who is a deaf amputee that works, I think, well, it has to, it, it should, as it should be. And um, I think that um, Kingpin, that character played by Vincent uh, D'Onofrio is, like you say, just a, such a big character that it's completely credible and believable. So albeit Marvel and, and all the rest that goes with it, I was I totally bought into the story and that kind of revenge story, I suppose, that keeps you keeps you watching. Well, we're going to move across to Apple TV Plus for our next offering. It's another new series which also arrived on Wednesday, the 10th of January. It's called Criminal Record, and here's a clip. Daniel Hergerton. June Lenka. Thanks for seeing me. I'm investigating a phone call. Police? Listen, she's going to kill me. How can I help? They made an allegation. It was an old case that you'd worked Ago, my boyfriend, he stabbed her. You are aware that he confessed. Well, they've pulled it out the bag yes again, haven't they, Apple TV? This is just utterly brilliant, in my opinion. Um, firstly, uh, the characters, Peter Capaldi, um, once was Doctor Who, um, and Kush Jumbo take the kind of the, the main parts. Um, uh, they're playing the, playing the parts of um, two uh, policemen. Although um, Peter Capaldi's part is much more is was much more senior, and um, it starts, it, it grabs you immediately. You know, sometimes you have to really sit and watch things for a while before we kind of really take your interest. You're for me anyway. I was hooked instantly, and that's partly because it's very very pacey. It starts at night time. Um, uh, we're in a taxi with a couple. Um, and immediately there's a sort of a negative sinister energy that runs beneath all of this and your your my heart starts to race it sort of beat faster and i thought god this is, and the music is brilliant too um and it's action packed immediately is how it feels uh, you hit the ground running but of course it goes much deeper than that and um as I say, these two cops essentially clash over an old murder investigation. And um, one of them obviously is, well, Kirsch Jumbo, who's absolutely brilliant, plays DC June, uh, Lenka. Just, I don't know, I think she's just one to watch because she just nails this part so, so well. She's 
got issues at home, so you kind of are sort of bought into that too. But then at work, there she is trying to do her level best to get to the bottom um, of an investigation, and she's kind of hampered along along the way. And you know, Peter Capaldi's face never changes, really, does it? It's got that really kind of you know, he's got quite a sinister look all the time. Doesn't really give much away. Um, but when I was reading up about this, what I didn't realise was that it was it's his wife production company that produced this and so I think he was invested it was written for him and Kush um, from the off and so he was highly invested all the way through and you can see that investment I think um, it's just utterly gripping um, I've only seen a couple um, and I just can't wait to watch more it's absolutely brilliant what do you think Ian? I agree and Apple are doing their usual thing of dropping two episodes to start with and then it will be released mm. weekly, so you can't binge it all in one go. But yes, Capaldi, uh, the first of our two veteran male actors this week. He's so versatile, isn't he? And he's done, well, Local Hero years ago, which was kind of a light comedy role, I guess. He was in Paddington, very good in Paddington. He's been Doctor Who. He's just incredibly versatile, and he's superb in this as this veteran detective Daniel Hegarty and it starts in an interesting way because in the evenings he's sort of uber driving isn't he so you he's he's overhearing his passengers conversations and then when they yeah. find out he's a police officer they want to know all the gory details about cases so yes as you say Kush Jumbo also excellent in this she really is coming into her own now I feel and yes she hears a recording of a an emergency call to the police in which a woman says that her boyfriend committed a murder for which another man is serving a prison term and Hegarty was the investigating officer. So she starts digging away into this, but it's a bit of a kind of, it's almost like a sort of reverse line of duty because she is the conscientious cop who, although she does kind of cross boundaries quite quickly, but she starts being investigated by the sort of internal internal affairs department because she's sort of poking this hornet's nest and yeah clearly things are going to come out about this old investigation um is it a miscarriage of justice and what's going to happen if she starts finding out too much what lengths will they go to to keep this covered up so yeah i really liked episode one and um yeah it's a thumbs up from me as well over on ITV1 and ITVX, also arrived on Wednesday, it's a new drama series called After the Flood, and here's a clip. The river's burst in by the underpass. The flooding is not the council's fault, we're doing everything we can. The body of a man was found in the lift and died two days before the flood. You are not a detective. So this is available as a box set on ITVX if you want to watch the whole thing, but it will also drop week by week on ITV1. It's a six-parter, and as the title suggests, it is about what happens after a flood, so it's very topical. It's set in a Yorkshire town that has been inundated, and, and the first episode, beginning of the first episode, Sophie Rundle, who's playing a police officer, Joe Marshall, she sees a man attempting to rescue uh, a mother and her baby from a car that is sort of sinking it's it's under a bridge and it's slowly sinking and and it's it's 
exactly like did you see that footage of that guy who did a dramatic rescue in similar circumstances that was on all the news bulletins so when i thought that when i saw that i thought well the after the flood people must be thinking wow this is incredible timing it looks great i mean the flooding they've i don't know how they've done this but it, it looks incredibly convincing like a lot of the action takes place in this street where the water is kind of halfway up all the front doors so so it looks really good however in episode one i would say the action's not very convincing the dialogue is not very good and i think when the dialogue is kind of clunky and not very believable it just makes it really difficult for the actors and i mean i am a fan of sophie rundle i think she's great but yeah the script isn't the best however um Let's see how it pans out because it does introduce it's kind of an ensemble piece and it, it's about a community. But the mystery at the heart of it will be someone's found dead after the floodwaters subside. But it turns out he was actually dead before the flood. OK, he's got no ID on him. And Rundle's character, she's pregnant. So we're kind of getting a bit of family stuff going on with her. But she's about to start training as a detective and she's clearly chomping at the bit to get going and so she off her own bat starts in rather unbelievable ways investigating this case in her own way anyway so there's lots of good people in it her other half matt stokoe i think they met on jamestown years ago he plays her boyfriend who is also a detective you've got the fantastic lorraine ashbourne as her mum you've got philip glenister as a local businessman so you've got some some strong cast there but but on the evidence of episode one i wasn't really that keen but it may well improve as it beds in what did you think hannah well it's timely isn't it with all the flooding generally um in the country i suppose and so it will chime with some people kind of you know her jumping in the water and trying to save and you know she's quite sort of fearless character isn't she um and i like the relationship with her partner because of course it's her real life partner um and i think that's quite nice too just for me it just felt like another another kind of detective series if you like where someone doesn't believe the obvious and and i suppose that's the bit that really stuck in my throat to a degree of like what what's different about this as i say i think it chimes you know because of the moment in time that we're in and lots of people having their houses flooded and what have you and they're like i i kind of guess i can see why people would be taken but i i just don't think it go for me i just don't really think that it breaks any new ground it, it feels like it's raking over um old stuff really so I, I wasn't a huge fan well we're going to finish on prime video with a one-off spy drama that arrives on friday the 12th of january it's called role play and here's a clip mr brackett can you tell us what happened at night at the hotel it was our anniversary, so we wanted to go out. I won't be me, you won't be you. Just two strangers meeting in a bar. Tomorrow night. I'm Jack. Alice. Do you and your wife role play often? Yeah, this is um this is very light-hearted. Yes, it shouldn't be, should it? Because this person, um, the main character, <laughs> in fact, is a secret assassin murdering people um on command. So it shouldn't be um something that's sort of jovial, but the lights and shades in this uh, come and go rapidly, in my opinion. And so one minute you're kind of um 
laughing at something and the next minute you're not it feel it feels quite jokey given the kind of um the concept of this I suppose so uh there we are um we've got Kaylee Cuoco as Emma Brackett and she is a, a mum of two um uh, she has a um you know a lovely life I suppose with her husband um and she's hired as an assassin and as I say it's it's hard to kind of relate the two, the idea that she'd be assassin and this is like a, a comic thriller, but, but that's exactly what it does do. And I think that's massively helped by her husband, um, who's played by uh, David Oyelowo, because he just, he just, he has funny bones. He just has funny bones. I just look at him and laugh. He's just got such a nice, fun face <laughs> every time I look at him. And so he finds out that she's a she's hired assassin. They do a lot of the reason it's called role play is they do a lot of role play together. They've got two young children and they go out and they pretend they don't know each other, etc., etc., etc. Anyway, he gets called in. He gets called to the police and they tell him, and he sort of just laughs and can't think this is, this this can't possibly be true. And then you see him going after her on these jobs and and you know. Some of the sort of killings are, are, are just a bit silly and reckless and, and, and obvious and, you know, why wouldn't she have been caught, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's, it's quite a romp. It's quite, it's, it's, it really is quite funny in places. It, it's very lighthearted. And you know what? It's a little bit different. Um, I, I really quite enjoyed it. What did you think, Ian? Yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, I guess there's sort of elements of maybe Killing Eve meets True Lies, perhaps but it's a great setup i must say because as you say they they have this date night where well we we, we see from the off that she's a killer an assassin but then we go into her domestic life and they like to have a date night where they meet in a hotel bar and pretend that they're strangers and they have you know new identities new names etc so this is where our second veteran male actor makes an appearance because while she's waiting in the bar this older gentleman called Bob uh, played by the wonderful Bill Nye he buys her a drink and he appears to be hitting on her but as the conversation continues it becomes evident that he knows who she is and she's an assassin with a price on her head basically because she used to work for some shadowy organisation and then she left. Anyway, I won't give too much away, but that night in the hotel, something quite dramatic happens that results in a police investigation. But of course, the couple are staying in the hotel under assumed names because that's part of their whole date night thing. So it's a complex situation. <laughs> and I mean, I'm a big fan of... Kaylee Cuco, because she was in The Flight Attendant and she was terrific in that because she can combine a sort of light comedy with some, some heavy drama and violence and, you know, all sorts of things going on. So she was a good choice for this. Oyelowo, always great, as you say. Really enjoy watching him. So I'm not sure if it sustains the excitement that it generates with that brilliant setup for the rest of the film, but... Yeah, I, I very much enjoyed it, and I would say it's definitely worth a watch. Yes, we've got to that time, Hannah, where you reveal, during these freezing cold nights, uh, what have you been curling up with a blanket to binge on? Well, probably, well, obviously, I've been watching Criminal Record. I'm absolutely obsessed with that, so I binged those first two um, as soon as I could. And then um, it's hard to get away from uh, the post office scandal, isn't it, which, of course, we have discussed, and um, it's not until you really sit there and watch it that you kind of 
really feel the the, the the pain and suffering that's happening. Of course, it's, you know, filling column inches. So, um, yes, I, I have been hooked on that too. Me too. I binged the lot. And I mean, has a TV series ever had such a, a dramatic effect on public life? I mean, it's quite, quite astonishing, really. Um, I also tried to watch... Fool Me Once, the latest Harlan Coben with Michelle Keegan and, of course, Richard Armitage, who seems to be in all the Harlan Coben adaptations. I wasn't that keen, but I do know people who were, who really enjoyed it. Um, and I tried to get into Traitors, which we've talked about recently, but because I was sort of joining midway through, I didn't really understand any of the rules, so I think I was really frustrating my partner <laughs> by asking too many questions. But... Um, Anyway, yes, that's me. Uh, we've just got time to look ahead to next week's offering. So what's what are we serving up on the binge watch menu, Hannah? Well, it's another police um, scenario because Jodie Foster plays a police chief investigating a haunting case during a bitter Alaskan winter in True Detective Night Country, which is on Now TV. I love Jodie Foster. And the Queen's Gambit star Thomas Brodie Sangster will headline in an Australia set Oliver Twist sequel called The Artful Dodger. And of course, that's on Disney+. Plus. So... We look forward to those and much, much more. But in the meantime, keep watching.